Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. A few warnings before you embark on this little adventure. This podcast contains mentions of blood, violence, murder, drowning, alcohol, smoking, drugs, gunshots, injuries, racism, slavery, and religious trauma. Some episodes may contain driving sounds, so do not listen to this in a car. David, do not. Thank you. Listener's discretion is advised. Brought to you by Hug House Productions. Ready? Ready? Mm-hmm. So, um, what do you, like, remember after the lightning struck? Uh, what, what was the first thing? Oh, we're just, we're, we're doing this. Like, no warm up. I, no, I, I mean, I just asked. I know, no, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying it's... Saying what? I'm saying I tend to prefer. I'm, I'm, I'm more comfortable when we ease into this session. I just, I, if you ask just like that, I tend to blank, so it's Oh, a, so you mean like, like, um, oh, like foreplay. Hmm. <sighs> Okay. No, that's that, that's not. I mean, I mean, the concept is there, but no, no, it's the the word is okay, not that. So, so what? Like an intro, a lead in, you, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I was ready, by the way. Just point that out. Starting over. What's the first thing you remember? What an intro. Oh, fuck off. Okay, first thing I remember. What's the first thing I remember? Sunshine. I woke up on a beach and I was... I was stoked. I was absolutely elated. Sunshine and warm sand. Do you know how long it's been? For that heat, you could almost touch the waves, the wind. The wind. First thing I remember, yeah. I opened up my eyes and I, I was flying in the middle of the night. I was free. I, I didn't grow up with a lot, you know. Everything grandmother and I had, we had to haggle for it, stay in good terms with the earth and rivers, and you'd have enough to get by. If you wanted more... You learn not to. Hunt, steal, or die trying. There's just no option when you live in a forgotten place. On the edge of a jungle. Lost in the mountains. Maybe the last spiritual bastion in the country. And even my mother, who was raised amongst these creatures... Even she couldn't survive it. The jungle never played favorites. And you couldn't blame people for being afraid. Of us. Of the emperor. Of the old man. And the tricksters from old stories. We were putting the entire town at risk, living like we did. And for what? For stupid fairy tales I couldn't let go of? Wings I was... I was too afraid to use? For freedom. We didn't have a lot, but we were free. And that's something the wind understood. And it loved me. Yeah, if the jungle doesn't play favorites, the wind certainly does. It's alive. It's alive. And if you really pay attention, I don't mean meditation and stuff like that. The wind doesn't care for that. 
The wind likes to play. It likes to dance. It's a flow and a pulse. Blood and heart like an echo of you in the air. Like it's calling your name. And it'll sing. If you follow its cue. Through the trees and the waves. And you'll smile. As it brushes your hair. Tickle and tease like your mother used to. Because it knows. It hears it all. And if you listen right, my grandmother believes it might speak to you. That's what my mother used to say. At least... It didn't work out for her that way, I guess, but... I never forgot the wind from home. It had an accent. And it was missing that night. I was flying through a clear summer sky, and I could see the lights of the village far below. The stars showing off right above, and yet... I wasn't home. The sun you can fake, the heat you can fake. Not the wind. I wasn't home. So where the fuck was I? When was I? What was the last thing I could remember? Was I dreaming? I slapped myself. Pinched my arm. Nothing. Nothing. So was I just lost? Why Why couldn't I remember? I had to remember. I, I, I could be in danger. My friends could be in danger. I had to start with the basics, and I heard myself say... My name is Shinji. I was born in Japan. My grandmother speaks to the wind and spirits. She taught me everything I know. I ran away from home when I was 19. I survived, and I crossed the ocean. I met new enemies. Hoping to find a better place. But also new friends. Shinji. Talia. Helio. Elio. Marcus. And... And Smar. Smar. What happened? What happened? Where are they? I remember. Everything. On that night, after after the mist disappeared, I fell to my knees on a circle of sand and pebbles surrounded by miles of ashes. You two were laying on the ground, and, and so was Asher, your your eyes wide open, legs still trembling. It, it smelled like it smelled like smoke, salt, and piss. And I, I should have checked on you two because clearly something was wrong. The fear was still in you and you saw a thousand things your brain refuses to remember but I I, I didn't care no I, I, I couldn't care I was I was losing my mind the only thing that kept me alive was my goddess's voice and so I sat there listening to, to, to the mission she gave me and I, I don't know how much time passed but eventually something happened people a squadron of five SCU members swarmed all around us, jumping off their gliders directly onto the scene. I've got a pulse. Ascended Arrington on the scene of the incident. Call down thunder. ASAP. Copy that. Can I get a breach level for confirmation? I have four victims and two officers missing, including Ascendant John Marlowe. I don't have a level for whatever happened here. Call her. Stand by. His unit got to work immediately. The witch moved the earth and ashes around us with a simple rhyme, forming a pentacle on the ground behind us. I found out why, a minute later, while another quickly examined Asher and the rest of us. Their last member stayed mounted, scouting the horizon. What's wrong with them? It's fear. It's like a disease. The, the shaking. I'm trying to keep the bones from fracturing, but I can't pull the mind out of it. It's... it's so loud. Ascendant Harrington. I'm with you. Race for impact. 
a wave of tension ran through the shore. I felt my hair rise up on my scalp, sparks in the air, everything. The power rose, then snapped to life, converging at the center of the pentacle traced earlier, and what I can only describe as a bolt of mist and lightning struck the shore. Dust and pebbles were sent flying as the captain turned around and took a knee to say, Your Majesty. Tempest Jahan, reigning queen of the United Kingdoms. Okay, wait, can I say something? I don't think I can stop you. Were you surprised when you saw what she looked like? No, I was mentally ravaged. I was not processing anything. This is all in retrospect. I was surprised. Yeah, because one, didn't expect her to be so young, fit, and beautiful. And I thought for sure... Is that is that really the right time to talk about this? Like, I thought I was in the middle of something. I, mean, I thought for sure she would be white. Yeah, absolutely. Same. But no, South Asian. And she's the first, isn't she? Centuries of white kings and queens, and then boom. Guys, I'd love to dive into the Crown's history, the Royal College, the arenas, and, and how Tempest won the whole thing is a whole story, but like... No, no, sure, sure. I get it. Carry on. What was she dressed like? She was... Fuck, she was covered in blood. Wait, what? Yeah, I, I, I don't know where she had been, but now that I think about it, it, it was blood. She was in full armor, head to toe, her crown more of a war helmet than anything, and a massive cape around her shoulders, which, which really tied the whole thing together. And with her, of course, was Caleb Joyce. Uh, Caleb. What are we supposed to call him, by the way? Like, he plays second in the arena, so is he the next in line? Is, is that how it works? But him and Tempest are... Also banging, banging, yeah, the devil's tangle. So is he king or king or not? He's hot. Is he hot or just tall? Hot, hot, <laughs> tall, but hot. I Come on, don't know. Clear sky in his eyes, impeccable haircut. I mean, laser precise. It, you know. You into blondes now? I'm into that blonde. I'll hear your case in due time. But Ellie, do you remember what Tempest said though when the both of them arrived? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that you can't forget. So the queen pulls together her physical form from a bowl of mist and lightning, as you do. Cool. Her hands, cape, and scepter stained with dry blood. She takes one look at the situation and goes, Ascendant, I have a very simple question, perhaps two, and I'd like a very simple answer, not one more. How hard can it be to protect our borders against a century-old failed actor? A demented teenager groomed in Bible study by trigger-happy fucking fools and child fondlers and... Hmm. I see your rings, Ascendant. <laughs> I see your rings, and they tell me you're a day witch. They tell me that you can shape the land and split the sea, but see, I've met a day witch before, and the ground would shake at his every step. I've met a day witch before, and his voice could quiet thunder. I've met a day witch before. And he did not turn into a jittery fucking coat rack when I addressed him. So what are you, Ascendant? A mistake? A liar? Or just a waste? Tempest. Well, Tempest obliterated that poor warlock, really. Caleb had approached the scene and knelt next to Asha. Later, please. <sighs> this place reeks. It smells like... Grief to me and fear. I don't know who these three are, but 
That's one of ours. Asher Thompson. I'd try to wake him, but I think you'll have a better shot. Wake up, you moron. Wake up and go on. That was her spell? Yeah, she's one of the most powerful witch in the world. She doesn't need better rhymes, usually. But when she tapped the ground with her scepter, hoping to free Asha, he just started screaming. <laughs> Eyes wide open, but blind to the world, screaming like he was being torn apart from the inside. And then the, the, the shaking started. Silenced him right up. But the muffled sounds that escaped his gritted teeth were so much worse. Tempest. Damn it. From above and below, above hear and my call. Hear, hear my voice. Hear my to voice. me, to my side, storm and rejoice. O wind, O stars, sing him your bliss. Bring him to me, back from the abyss. Bring him back to back from the abyss. The wind swirled around Asha. It whispered memories and promises to his ears in a flow uninterrupted since the dawn of time. And just for a moment, Asher could hear it all. Over rivers and valleys, through storms and blizzard, he heard secrets whispered to the moon, the stars, to gods and lovers, all given to the wind. The terror in his mind, like a red thundering cloud, scattered against this song of humanity. The stars peered through the illusions, and Asher's eyes lost their haunted glaze, locked into the night sky. And it all made sense to him. Each spark and constellation, it all snapped into existence. He knew their names and their truth, and it was all so clear, so perfect, so infinitely bigger than the lies of a wicked god that Asher left the nightmare back to reality. <gasps> Your Majesty? He's getting stronger. Cheap rhymes won't cut it anymore. Ascendant, Caleb would stay with you to establish a new outpost at this location. Send a warning to the surrounding towns and evacuate if necessary. We'll most likely get a few demons out of this mess. I want scouts inland and offshore. I want every rock searched and turned in between here and the departure of our lost agents. I want answers. And Caleb, I want you back in the morning. Your replacement sorted. It's done. Good. I'll handle the survivors. Eyes closed, everyone. Hey, she tells me not to, but apologies for the outburst. She's, she's like that. Long week. Long life. Huh. I know she said you looked like a, a coat hanger. A coat rack. But that was just, right, yeah. But I mean, I don't see it. It doesn't even make sense. No, no, it's fine. So... It's an honor, actually. Oh, okay. Great, yeah. I'm gonna get to work then. Do you remember what it felt like? The mist and lightning? Good. Honestly, it just... Yo, wait, hold on. How does that work? How does what work? The the mist. I, I understand, of course, but I... You know, the last time I checked, lightning can get, like, pretty fucking hot. Above the Kylo point, yeah. So, then how, how does it work? Oh, it's completely incidental. Tempest is a mist walker, like Samar was, using... Other witches will to anchor herself. That, that's how she can cover huge distances with next to no risk of vanishing. At least that's how, that's how I understand it. It's, the, the crown magic is unique. Either way, what happens if you get mist moving at high speed through hot and cold air? Yep, 
If anything, the electricity probably slows down the anchoring process, making it harder to reform. But when we traveled, I didn't see anything, obviously. But for a second, I had no weight. No hold, no pain. I was just... I could have gone anywhere if I wanted. Everywhere. And never return. I could have been the universe. Atoms of myself scattered across the world, but... Tempest's power kept us anchored together. And then came the pulling. I was sunk and pulled by the earth itself, by the weight of mountains and its raging core. It pulled and pulled and tore me out of the nether, crushing me back together, and left me to make sense of it. Hundreds of miles away from where we left, down in a dungeon lost in the middle of the country, I, I remembered trying to shrink away from the weight of of the air, dense as oil guzzled through lungs that were in there a second ago, and, and something exploded between my ribs, sending a cold rush through what was left of me, what I had been reduced to. A set of limbs and organs chained to the earth when I could have been the universe. And I threw up. Summer had been right about that. <laughs> yeah, the first attempt is the real bitch. I was already lying on the ground, heaving, eyes watering, eyes closed, hands on my ears, everything to try and escape this seism of senses, until Katrina's voice could numb it all again. She answered us. She rages. Her fire. Her anger. I took refuge in her voice and stayed away from everything else. In the vaults, the three of them. Get a dusk weaver to wake them up and make them talk. I want to know everything. High school crushes and birthmarks. Everything. Thompson, was it? Uh, yeah, yes, Your Majesty. Follow me. They're the London palaces, which are mostly just for show. But then there's the actual crown castles. About a dozen of them scattered through the country. Towering fortresses or underground labyrinths. They're bases of operation, study and training grounds. Not homes. The one we ended up in was no exception. Built on a cliffside overhanging the ocean, its actual entrance is underwater. Day and night, we'd hear and feel the waves crashing against its facade. It's a heartbeat. Brings the whole place to life, but in the worst possible way. Like you're a parasite walking inside a giant beast. Creepy as shit. Allegedly, you get used to it. Tempest guided Asher through the dark tunnels of the castle. You couldn't call them corridors. Everywhere on the walls, veins of Kalsara would illuminate the path as you walked under them, which, just like that, made this place a nightmare for anyone without the will or faith to fight off the crystal. For most people, it's a death sentence. Drink, Thompson. We'll be here a while. Thank you. Asher reached for a crystal vein and drained the energy off a good portion of the walls. The Kalsara's light dimmed, then died out as they turned to ash. While it does not replace actual food and rest, Kalsara's essence restores clarity of mind. It can keep you alert and awake for hours, days even, which is all you need to cast spells. 
So like That's cocaine. just cocaine. Hey! <laughs> Jinx. Okay. Uh, yo, did you ever try? We barely had running water. Do you think I had cocaine money? Did you? I mean, couple past lives, yeah. D- does that count? I'm <sighs> going for a soft no. Yeah, whatever. Shinji, do I need to ask? Because we're doing a round no, table. No, I, I, I get high differently. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I need to get one of those whiteboards that says... It's been zero days since Shinji mentioned he can fly. Or tip jar. Yes. You guys, I didn't mean like I can, like I, like I smoke sometimes. Wait, what? No, you don't. Smoke what? Exactly, you know? <laughs> Bitch, no, you don't. Hi, Tali Louise, party god affiliated, meaning I've got a pretty good eye for that kind of thing. And um, no, I've never seen you like that. You know, that's because I usually go high to get high, you know? That doesn't sound safe. It's safe. Where did you even get it from? I mean, you know, like it started at Nova. Marcus. Of course. You never offered me any. Well, you had a possession problem. You didn't need a second one. Oh. (laughs) Nice one. Yeah, this one. Thank you. What about me? Well, he said you were too tall, tanned, and um, Mexican. I don't know. Elio, ask him. No, no, it's fine. Whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm... Busy. Okay. Yeah, let's roll it back. So, Arthur gets a caffeine boost and... Right, and um, she guides him lower underground, and the tunnel suddenly, you know, opens up into a giant cave. The arch ceiling, a good 20 meters high, streaked with Kalsaris. A dozen of small pools have been carved into the ground to create a hot spring. A few workers, maintaining the facilities quickly, left the caves when they saw Tempest arrive. Well, two of them made a beeline straight towards her. The queen left them with her mantle, her armor, and clothing without any kind of ceremony. Let her hair down and stepped inside one of the springs with a sigh of relief. She closed her eyes for an instant, while Asher just stood to the side, still in uniform. Unclear what he should do or say or... If he should have been there at all, and finally Tempest opened her eyes and said, Odd swimsuit, Thompson. I'm not sure about, uh, protocol. Tempest didn't reply, but glanced to the side. As the workers came back for Asher's clothing. From the start. I was off duty Friday, almost three weeks ago. I went down to a nightclub with friends. Asher told her everything he knew. Our talks, the purge of Katrina, Joan's experiments, Zyla's betrayal, and finally, the lightning. He told her we had saved his life twice on the same night. He advised against any further exorcisms to, to wait and see what we had to say. The queen listened without saying a word, then closed with a nod and got out of the water. Stay here if you wish. Someone will take you to your quarters once you're ready. Your Majesty, I've studied the dusk arts. If you'd allow me You failed, Thompson. And proudly. You went against protocol, falsified permits, risked the safety of all my subjects, and for what? As I have no department dedicated to fucking our way out of this war, consider yourself discharged. Don't leave the castle. Damn. And I believe that brings us to where we started. 
the two of you down in the castle's vault, slowly lured out of the nightmare by dusk witches, hallucinating about the wind or something. It really took two days? Yeah. Asher is a duskwalker. Supposedly prepared against that sort of magic. I had help from Samara. You two got absolutely fucked. The witches had to operate with caution, gathering as much information as they could about you before weaving their illusion. Did it do anything to you? No. I already had someone to talk to. Tempest personally directed the preparation to wake us up, went over the files and reports of everyone involved in my exorcism, and spent what was her eighth night without sleep. In the morning, from her chamber overseeing the ocean, the queen felt a familiar tension rise in the air. Energy sparked and crackled in the room. A gust of wind rushed from the window, and Tempest slammed a fist against her back. Both to keep the files she was reading from flying away, but also to let out some frustration. Ugh, how many times do I have to tell you? And Caleb fell on the mattress. To anchor outside the room. I'll pick it up. Talk to me. Caleb? Tempest? What? Do I still have blood in my hair? No. You don't have blood anywhere, actually. Oh. So, I had to build a new outpost out of literal dust. But you had time for a hot bath. I made time. We could have this talk in the springs. And you could anchor outside the room, yet here we are. Did you apologise to that ascendant after I left? No. Are you lying to me? No. Would you lie to me? Yes. Did you lie to me? Which time? You tell me. I thought the crown would make it easier. Like the wisdom of ancient kings or, or whatever it is you inherited. I thought it would help you reason with that anger. But you just became more... More you. You might want to rephrase you that. You know what I mean, Tempest. It's what the people wanted. Every day we'd hear about more massacres and we'd wonder what if it came to us. They wanted a wartime leader and it's what they got. And every time they see me, it's what they expect. So they can go back to their families and say that they've met the crown. And they can't imagine me losing a war. Could you put it down? What? The crown. Why? I miss you. I'm right here. Caleb, whether you like it or Again, not. Again, that's not what I'm saying. Then what are you saying? It's not all you are. That's it. <sighs> you have such a way with words, I can't fucking stand you. Thank you. The work is going well. It'll take a while, but the area is not lost. It's just so loud. Fear and sorrow. Sorrow, Tempest. It's agitating everything in the air, the ocean, everything. We're going to put some cadets from the academy to work. It'll be good training for them. All that echo really messes with your mind. They'll barely manage to string a spell together in there, but give them a few months and the place should be restored. What's all this? A detailed account of my bath. Just rubbing it in now, huh? Mm-hmm. It's Thompson's story. Yeah. Also, I went over Marlowe's reports. Joan Marlowe, 
from college? Yep. She's the one missing. Is that what you're going for? Missing? It's just a matter of time before we get her location. She's a fucking cockroach. Nothing can kill her. And from what she described, she met our three guests before. Smuggled inside the country by a circus owner. Mm. Making clowns of us all. His name keeps slipping out of my mind. It's weird. I wrote it down and yet... Ah! Marcus Fleming. Does that ring a bell? Not at all. Do we know where he is? Yes, and I want to talk to you about that. Okay. Him and his circus are currently in France. Oh, for fuck's sake. And before you say anything... Your Majesty. Don't Majesty me. As your counsellor, I believe, will be highly damaging. One. Highly just damaging. one diplomatic incident. Let me have just one... To violate France's jurisdiction. We and can just we... annex them. Yes, historically a very sound idea, Tempest. History didn't have me. You know what? Fine. I'll have a proposal by tomorrow and we'll invade France. Nobody will follow us because they're all sympathisers. But screw it, Tempest. It'll be you and me. And Versailles certainly not going to stop us. It's a fucking house of cards. All the windows. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Did the prisoners wake up? As mentioned earlier, no, we had not. Not for two days. But eventually... <gasps> Where am I? What? The dream shattered. The sun became a cold light on a grey ceiling. The wind congealed into walls of stone. And I was alone. In a... Call that a dungeon, honestly. Ankles and wrists chained to the floor. My mind was struggling to keep up so much that I almost tried calling for help. But with each heartbeat, I felt my muscles relax. My tears dry and the nausea dwindle. I got back to my senses and kept quiet. You don't make a sound when you wake up in a place like that. You listen. You prepare. Grandmother always said, only a fool screams in the dark. But then I felt something else. I wasn't the only one out. I wasn't alone. I was never alone anymore, but I had. I had forgotten for a second. <laughs> no, 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 help me. Help me, please. Help me. <laughs> he took it all in for a second. The dark stone, harsh light, the below-ground humidity coupled with multi-layered urine experience. And he concluded, New York? Now how did we end up here? And... Oh! No, no, no. Chains? That was the first time I felt something, even remotely close to what Elio described when he talks about Katrina. Samdi was a part of my legacy. A link between me and my ancestors. And when he saw those chains around my wrists, 
this anger, this pain he suddenly felt. It was big, bigger than him even, as if he was possessed. He felt the chains around my wrist and through me he remembered. The smell first, salt, sweat, dying bodies in the dark, in a hull, in a cave, on a boat, on land, blood, on steel, and leather, and wood, and everything else seeping into the water. A red wake unfurling into the ocean, and in it I drowned. A thousand times, and the taste of it. The burn of it. The salt crawled the inside of my nose, my lips, and my soul. Left to die and wither under the sun, and I drowned. And I prayed, and I prayed, and I drowned because my gods had been taken away. So I called a new name with burning throat, a new name in that wicked tongue the enemy spoke. And this time my gods answered, because this power was wicked and cruel. But this power was strong. I drowned, and I brought my gods down with me and the salt scorched their voices and names and they screamed until every soft thing about them was gone. Scraped away. And they were mighty, but their powers needed a body. And bodies are... weird. They have quirks, triggers and patterns you might never understand and it meant that despite everything Samdi said, I would never disappear. This anger was mine, and his, and that power couldn't exist without the both of us. My time would come, but for now, anger was enough. <laughs> Chains! Samdi punched his way through the walls of his cell. The entire level trembled. The illusion I was trapped in vanished all at once. <sighs> and I woke up. What was that? Sounds like sheer fucking incompetence. That's what. Thank you for listening to this episode of Desperado, and before we get to the credit, I have a few words for some of our Indiegogo backers. First of all, I can't thank you enough for your support. This season would have never happened without the funding we obtain, but because of personal circumstances, we were not able to release the season all at once to the backers that qualified for that reward. I deeply apologize for that, and if you would like a refund, please contact us, and we are more than happy to. Thank you once again for your support and your understanding. But now it's time for a little roll call. Elio is played by Sami Suisi, Talia by Tami Ige, Shinji by Tibet Boya, Asher by Patrick Hutchinson, Samdi by AJ Bediako, La Catrina by Carolina Hoyos, Tempest by Sofia Ingar, and Caleb by Reese Downing. If you'd like to know more about Desperado, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Desperado underscore radio, on Tumblr at Desperado Podcast, or on the Hug House website, where you can also find all our transcripts. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>